This is Rhema for Today. When your mind gets renewed with the Word of God, then you'll think in line with what God's Word said. The 23rd Psalm speaks of our soul being restored. A man's spirit's never restored, it's born again. But his soul is saved or born again or restored when his mind becomes renewed with the Word of God. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God, Volume 1, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. You remember 2 Corinthians 5.17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. But somebody said, what about our soul? Isn't our soul saved when we're born again? No, your soul's not saved when you're born again. Now, a lot of people are calling their soul their spirit. And they've said, well, you know, there were so many souls saved last night. Well, no, they weren't. <laughs> there are a lot of Christians that's been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost for 50 years whose souls are not saved yet. Does that surprise you? Well, I'm going to get you out of it, man. I'm going to give you some scripture to prove it. There are many Christians, even born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues that lived and died without their souls ever being saved. Said, did they go to heaven? Certainly, because they were children of God. Their spirits, they had the witness of the spirit to their spirits. Here's a verse of scripture in James 1.21. I want you to know this, that the soul is not the innermost being at all. The Bible speaks of belly, our innermost being, out of your belly, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. It's the spirit that's the innermost being. It's not the soul that's born again. The saving of the soul is a process. This epistle of James was written to Christians. It wasn't written to sinners. And in the very first chapter, James 1.21, he said here, because he calls them, he's, he calls people here brethren, you see, in this chapter of James, first chapter, so on. So he went on to say, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. In other words, he's saying these people are not, their souls are not saved yet. That used to bother me before I found out the difference between spirit and soul. That used to bother me, you know. I mean, you know, why would James say that? Now again, I want to emphasize this. You look into that first chapter of James and to show you that we're not just taking a verse out of the setting and make it say something because you can do that sometime that reading the scripture didn't say. Let's read the whole context. Let's start back into the 18th verse and read several verses here. Of his own will begat he us. Begat means begotten or born. Of his own will, of the will of God, we're born with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures we're new creatures in Christ Jesus wherefore my beloved brethren see he's writing to beloved brethren not sinners let every man be swift to hear slow to speak slow to wrath for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls now verse 22 but 
Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. And he goes on there. I want to read all that to establish the fact that he is talking to Christians. He's writing to born again, spirit-filled Christians. Now what's he saying to them? Well, you see, a man's spirit, the innermost man, the spirit, received eternal life and he is born again. But his intellect and his emotions, which constitute his soul, or which compose his soul, still have to be dealt with. They are not born again. But they can be renewed. Remember Romans 12, 2 said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. When your mind gets renewed with the word of God, then you'll think in line with what God's word said. The 23rd Psalm speaks of our soul being restored. A man's spirit's never restored, it's born again. But his soul is saved or born again or restored when his mind becomes renewed with the word of God. The greatest need of the church today, some people think it is that we need more money. That's not the, that may be one need, but that's not the greatest need. Some people think the greatest need is more education. Well, we're not opposed to education. Thank God for education, but that's not the greatest need. Some people think that the greatest need is maybe a more polished minister, but that might help, but that's not the greatest need. Some folks think that the greatest need is to a, a better choir and, a, and that maybe a more comfortable church and a more comfortable pew, but no, no, the greatest need of the church is to have their minds renewed with the Word of God. Is to get a renewed mind. Amen. Now, you see, this verse said here, in Paul, in Paul said in first in Second Corinthians five seventeen that we've already quoted. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. That's this man on the inside, our spirits. Jesus said in John three six, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. It's our spirits that are born again, and we contact the spiritual world by our spirit. We contact the mental world with our soul. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. It's our spirit, the inward man, that becomes a new man and a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's saying that the inward man, not the outward man, has become a new man. You have the same body that you had before you became a new Christian, new, new creature. But the man on the inside has become a new man in Christ. Now what we must learn to do is to let that new man on the inside of us dominate us and we, with that new man, control the flesh and do something with their bodies, like Romans 12, 1 said, Wherefore I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body unto God, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then, not only are you to do something with your body, but you are to do something with your minds. How was it that James say here, by the Spirit of God, that the soul was to be saved? He said, by receiving the engrafted word with meekness. That word will change your thinking. That word will renew your mind. That word will restore your soul. Hallelujah. Now then, I like another translation on this verse. That therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. One translation says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, there is a new self. A new self.
We sometimes in church circles hear people talking about dying out to self. Well, you really don't find any such a statement as that in the Bible, and it's confusing to use those kind of statements. We don't need to die out to self. We need to crucify the flesh. That's really what they mean, but why don't we say what we mean instead of confusing people? You see, this new self that's a new man, we need to let him dominate. We need to crucify the flesh. We need to present our bodies to God, a living sacrifice. And again, Paul in Romans talks about crucifying yourself. That's something that you do. That's not something God does. Now, when we are born again, we become a new man. We become a new self. We become a new creature in Christ. Now the nature of God, the life of God's in our spirits. And this man that's a new man is to be the dominant one. We are to listen to him. Because it's through this man, this inward man, this new man, this born again spirit, this new creation, through our spirits that God will guide us. That's where it's coming. Not through our souls, not through our minds, through our spirits. Now go back to our text here before we go further. Go back to our text here in Romans. For as many... Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led. So we can expect to be led, can't we? Or we could say led or guided, either one would be all right here. Remember Jesus talks about when the Holy Ghost comes, he'll guide you. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. No, we don't have to look to man for guidance. We don't have to go to some man for guidance. That's unscriptural. We all have the Spirit of God. Are you listening to me? I'll get into that a little further when, in, in our lessons here, particularly at Rhema, when I talk about the ministry of the prophet. We get into ministry gifts. One time when Jesus appeared to me in February of 1959, sat down in a chair right beside me and talked to me for an hour and a half about the ministry of the prophet. I saw him just as real as to see you sitting there. Heard footsteps come into my room. It's an open vision. My eyes were wide open. That's the highest type of vision there is. There are three types of vision. The open vision is the highest type. And Jesus talked to me about the ministry of the prophet and he said, the prophet's ministry is not set in the church to guide members and to tell them what to do. Now under the old covenant Jesus said to me people would go to the prophet and ask him what to do and, and seek advice from him or direction or guidance from him because see he had the spirit of God. They didn't have the spirit of God. Under the old covenant no one except the king, the priest and the prophet had the Holy Spirit upon them to enable them to stand in that office. What we call the laity or the general public did not have the Spirit of God either in them or on them and knew nothing about the leading. Under the new covenant, Jesus said to me, it does not say as many as are led by prophets, they're the sons of God. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. And that's where we get in trouble again, not getting our minds renewed, not getting our souls saved. Then we're running around for some prophet to prophesy to us to tell us what to do. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. We're offering This Is The Day, a single DVD by Kenneth E. Hagan. A book by Kenneth W. Hagan entitled Avoiding the Trap of Being Offended. And lastly, a single CD by Lynette Hagan called Using Stumbling Blocks as Stepping Stones. All these items at the special discounted price of $30. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Honey, where are we going to be this month in conferences? Uh, uh, August twentieth through the twenty second, we're going to be at Grace Family Church yes. with Pastor Adam Fredericks, mm-hmm. and you can get those details on rama.org. That's right. That's then, Sunday then, through Tuesday. Sunday through Tuesday, Sunday night, Monday you. Monday morning, you and me Monday night, mm-hmm. and then you Tuesday morning and me Mon- uh, Tuesday night. That's right. And then we're going to move over to Spring Hill. Spring Mills, Spring Mills. Yeah, That's I keep right. calling it Spring Hill, but it's Spring Mills. <laughs> Faith Alive Fellowship with Pastors Chris and Irene Corn. And like I said, Raymond.org. That's, That's where right. you get you all get the all information the that you want to get that That's, we need to get. That's right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God, Volume 1. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.